Welcome to the First Love Church. We invite you to have an encounter with the Word of God as you listen to this message preached by Episcopal Sister Joy Felipe Bruce. Sister Joy is the daughter of Bishop Dyke Mills and currently pastors the IDRC branch of the First Love Church, a thriving church with young, energetic people full of first love for the Lord. She's also a Macarius minister under the Dyke Mills Ministry Office and travels extensively holding pastors' conferences, taking the books of Bishop Dykewood Mills to the nations. We believe this message will empower, equip, and give direction for your life. Now listen to Sister Joy Felipe Bruce. Father, we thank you so much for this Covenant Sunday. Thank you that you have brought us to this point in this at the beginning of this year as your word comes may our hearts be soft may our spirits be awake and open and receptive that what you will for us today shall come to pass this we ask in jesus name amen god bless you take your seat hallelujah amen are you happy to be in church this very first sunday of the year And if you find yourself in church today, I want you to pray for yourself that by the grace of God, next year this time you'll be in church. Next year first. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, I said amen. Amen. So this is another new year and it's another opportunity to serve God. And our father, Bishop Doug, has given us the theme and the direction for this year. And this is our year of the Great Commission. The Great Commission. It's a good place to put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Because if I had said this is the year of your receiving your money, you would have shouted. If I had said it's the year of receiving your miracle, you would have been turning cartwheels. But because I said it's the year of the Great Commission, you're kind of like, oh no. (laughs) What that you don't dare to say it? But it's because you cannot see that in that great commission was everything that you require. Amen. And that's why this morning I'm so happy to be talking to you once again. I believe we spoke about this towards the end of last year. If it was not in November or somewhere, I don't remember, we spoke about it. But we are going back there. Tell your neighbor we are going back there. Yeah, we're going back there. Because, you see, if you are going to the office of a rich man and you need a favor... When you get to the place, you can't determine what you will do for him to mind you. You have to go by what he says. Is it not true? When you get to the door, they say, oh, all those who want to see him, if you have an appointment, you wait on this side. If you don't have an appointment, you wait on that side. You can't say me, I don't have an appointment, but I've decided that. No, no. The guy has determined how things will be. Are you with me? And I believe that it is the same also with God. Hallelujah. And in his word, he has told us what he wants and how he wants it. And honestly, he has no plan to change. Mm. Tell him, but God won't change because of you. He won't change. You see, sometimes, that you know, when you are a child and then your parent does something you don't like then you feel that by screaming and crying they'll mind you i don't know if you were ever there yeah you know i'm gonna keep up this screaming i'm gonna keep up this screaming if i keep the screaming up 
And you wait when they are taking you to town and they're in the middle of people. Yeah. And then you say, Mama, I want this. Yeah. Then when they say no, they say, if I manifest, out of embarrassment, they'll give me. And then you start, yeah, 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 yeah. and out of embarrassment, your parents may mind you, even if they are not annoyed with you. Even if they are annoyed with you. Are you there? But God, he ain't moved. <laughs> Tell me that God, he's not man. He's not a man. God is not a man. Ah. Please, can I have someone help me to move this pulpit here? The way we've arranged ourselves, this is more the middle of the room than this edge. So just move it this way for me, please. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. Are you there? And so today, we are starting to go into something and we are reading what God says. Thank God he sent Jesus home. Yeah. To tell us exactly what he wants. So you are not in doubt. Uh-huh. And it will also show you why probably, maybe, perhaps. <laughs> you see, sometimes when you've been praying for something for a long time, God has not answered you. Then you get angry and say that God is not answering. And you walk away. Listen, word of God, it doesn't change because of you. So rather than saying God is not answering, go back into the word and see. Maybe there's something there you hadn't noticed or seen. Or you're not understanding me. You are standing on the road. No car is coming. Instead of saying that every truck driver is against you. (laughs) Maybe you you didn't know there's a fuel shortage in the town. Look for it somewhere else. So rather than going into your usual melancholia, I don't know who I'm speaking to, and rather than than deciding that you are so important that God will change his word because of you, rather than that, go back and find out what's going on. And in today's message, you will find a lot of things there in this message about the Great Commission. So I want you to remove your two known stockings. You know, some of you, when you hear Great Commission, you put on your stocking. Remove it. And just listen. Is that all right? Is it a good deal? Let's go to the Great Commission in Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 to 20. Why do we call it a Great Commission? It's something that he spoke to about all the world. And it was also Jesus, in a way, his last instructions, his last public instructions. Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20. Jesus came and spoke spoke unto them, saying, this is after he has done everything that he had come to do. All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Hallelujah. Now, this is the Lord's commission. And when you read it, If you are in the part of the world where we are coming from, you can easily say, so what about me? Are you there? My needs, what I need, what about what I need? And we have come up in a generation where we are very concerned about ourselves. And we're not concerned about anybody else. And it's one of our problems. Are you there? Mm. You're very quiet too. And if you concentrate on your needs, you won't fulfill the Great Commission. 
and because you haven't fulfilled the great commission what is supposed to be due yours also is not coming around and so this morning my counsel to you on this very first Sunday of the year 2020 is that no matter what you were doing last year this year make up your mind to obey God now he is the one saying something I've told you what to do concentrate on this great commission we have pushed it aside but we are bringing it back this year amen now Jesus had one purpose Luke 19 verse 10 says for the son of man is come to seek and to save that which was lost this was his purpose I have come because some people are lost he paid a high price for it but this is why he came amen always remember the why he didn't come to make you wealthy he didn't come to make you feel good he didn't come to pamper you all those things are side effects not main cause amen hmm i can see you don't like my message this morning never mind <laughs> never mind i need to tell you the truth i need to tell you the truth jesus didn't leave heaven and all the privileges of heaven to come down on earth so that you drive a car please understand it well because some of you have been angry with him over what he hasn't given you oh you have not been angry with him before oh me i've been angry with him before i remember one time i was very very hungry and i had been talking about this matter many years ago as a fresh believer i was talking to him about the matter and i was not seeing top and i decided to climb in my bed i said this bed i will stay here till you answer <laughs> and i stayed i climbed in the bed where i bought <laughs> are you there and i thank god that god knows where we stand where we are in our christian work and he sent one of the guys who used to teach me the bible i don't know how the guy knew i was there and he started to knock my door and i was so bored and i was wondering how do they know i'm here I put off my light and the guy knocked and he knocked and he knocked and he knocked until i got up and then i opened the door he said ah i knew you were inside what is wrong and I said, hey, I'm asked God for this. I'm feeling very, very hungry. I'm not eating the whole day. I can't see my way out. And meanwhile, what I had is I should share. If I share, he'll give me. Now I've shared and I'm hungry. And he has not minded me. And so I'm... And he smiled and he came and sat down. He opened other scriptures and he taught me things. He taught me things. Are you here? He taught me things. So I need you to come out of where you are and out of what is holding you some of you have been walking around in the same soup for a very long time start to get tired of the soup and start to decide that let me try another way amen now look at something matthew 11 28 to 30. can i take my time and read scripture to you this morning matthew 11 28 come unto me all ye who labor and are heavy laden and i will give you rest some of you have known you for a while you've been heavy laden for a while and you are still heavy laden so this morning he's talking to you jesus said come notice that he didn't say i'm going to sort it out what he said was i'll give you rest then he now tells you what to do and he says take my yoke upon you and learn of me are you there for i am meek and lowly in heart and you will find rest unto your souls 
For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You have carried your own burden now. What's he saying? It's a question I'm asking you. Are you not tired of the circle? Some of you here, I'm speaking to you prophetically. You are like the children of Israel. 40 years going around and around this place. Are you not tired? You passed the same gutter a short while ago. And you have gone around and come back to the same gutter. You are not yet bored. You are still trying. If I go for another loan, you remember we spoke about that yes last week. If I try something else. Jesus who made you. Who knows? You see, if you are a child of God, he's not ignorant of where you are right now. And then he had a higher wisdom. And by his higher wisdom, he came and said, take my yoke. What is his yoke? Souls. The only burden that Jesus came with was souls. Oh, I should read that scripture for you again. (laughs) Are you there? That's why I read the scripture Luke 19.10 before that. The son of man has come to seek and save that which was lost. It was his only mission. It was his only mission. Amen. I should say it in your language for you. You see, if you are going to be a Christian, the sooner you make the decision that you will allow the Bible to be your guide and you will allow the Bible to help you, the better it will be. Now, he says that he can see already. Then he says, you are laboring. Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. And many of you are carrying burdens of different types. I don't want to start going into that one. Last week we talked about the death one. Are you there? When I was preaching, when I was putting that message together, I thought that God was bringing me to talk to just 10% of the congregation. I found out last week that it was almost 50%. That almost half were in some kind of financial problem. A certain type going somewhere. Because you have taken your own. So he says that, look, your own labor is not going anywhere. Come for mine. Mine are the souls. And he said, when you take mine, you will find out that it is light. It's light. It's not heavy. It's light. Are you there? One day I decided that I was going to preach the gospel somewhere. I was going to do, I mean, a crusade somewhere. And we went. And we were having the crusade. About the morning of the crusade, I was worried. Why was I worried? I was worried because I was not worried. (laughs) You don't understand what I'm saying. (laughs) You see, I am not a Catherine Coleman. I am not a Bishop Dag. I'm not a Renai Bonke. I'm not, you know, all the names. I mean, when you see these names and you go to their crusade, you know that, oh, by all means, souls will be saved. By all means, there will be healings. By all means, somebody, something. So I was sitting down and thinking about it that, ah, but you, you are only a country preacher, a preacher in a small corner of a city. And you have brought yourself, you have carried human beings here. You say you are coming to do crusade. Are you not afraid that nobody will get healed? Are you not afraid? And so I was now worried that I was not afraid. 
<laughs> you see, you don't understand because I haven't brought you and given you a microphone to stand here and start preaching. I should be worried. What if nobody is healed? What if nothing happens? That's when I saw the Holy Ghost led me to the scripture. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. They asked me, can you heal anybody? No. Who does the healing? Jesus. So should I be worried? Ah. You say I should go. I have gone. If as I have gone, you don't come and heal. Is it my palaver or yours? Ah. You are very quiet. One day we went to a certain place. Healing Jesus was there. And that particular meeting, that particular town, the gatherings were not what we are used to. We are used to that when people hear that our father is coming, usually the park is so full. We are used to the fact that the problem we have is that the people come and stand so tight that we begin to fear. Do you understand? Are you understanding when I say fear? Yeah. They stand so tight that if you don't take care, somebody can even faint. We have had crusades where... Bishop Ogo has had to come and stand there and said, I want you to do something for me. And then he'll call Katakam. Then he'll say, Stand by your friend, Danny, come and do this. Do you know what we are doing? Space out. Space out. Because the people are standing like this, body to body, and the pack is when you realize that, Charlie, if you joke, somebody can even fall down and be stood on. So he'll say, put your hand on your neighbor and move. Just to create space. That's what we are used to. Thank you. So in this particular town that we went to, right here in Ghana, the crowds were not as we expected. And after the service, we went to speak to our father and we were asking. I said, hey, daddy, this town, the people, what has gone on? I will never forget his answer. Do you want to know his answer? We, dear, we have come. We, we have come. What did our father say? Go and we have gone. The rest is up to who? Him. Yeah. The rest is up to him. And so when he says his burden is light, that's why he says it is light. It is light. He told you to go. The rest is his responsibility. Yours is the going. The rest is his. Hallelujah. Yeah. And that's why he says... For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. What I'm asking you to do, you can do it. You can do it. Hallelujah. Push your neighbor and say, you can do it. Yeah, you can do it. Amen. Now, we're reading scriptures today. Mm. All right, let's look at, read another one. John 15 verse 10. If you keep my commandments... You shall abide in my love even as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. So if you do what I told you to do, please ask your neighbor, are you doing what Jesus told told you to do? Can you begin to see our problems right there? Yeah. Our problems right there. So if you do what I've asked you to do, just do what I asked you to do. You will be there in my love. You will abide in my love. John 14, I'm reading verse 21. He that has my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. Now, if I ask us a question here, how many of us love Jesus? How many of us love God? What will you say? 
Oh, if you love God, can I see? Jesus says you lie. Please, read it. This is his definition. He says that it is your keeping of what he says that shows that you love him. Hmm. This is one of the things he said. Go and preach. Teach. Share the gospel. By you. Hey. Hey. You see, in this church, those who are doing are doing regularly. Those who are not doing, you are living in your own, I don't know, your own space. Yeah. Are you in the church? Then he said, He it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my father. So even just obeying, trying to do this commandment brings God closer to you. You'll be loved by the Father. And I will love him and will manifest myself to him. That word manifest is what? I will show myself to him. I will show myself to him. And there are many times that God shows himself to us. There are many things that you will see yourself, you know, you suddenly see that this is God. And so if you are walking in your life in the past year, you are not seeing God, you are not seeing your way, you are struggling your own struggle all the time, this is a word for you this morning. And I really hope that you can put it into your spirit. Amen. Hmm. Are you there? Say so we will come and manifest I will manifest myself to him. Verse 23, he says, Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. Please ask your neighbor, has God, is God living in your house? Oh, it's a real question. I said, ask your neighbor, is God living in your room? <laughs> yeah, but God is a spirit. How will I know? You know when there's a spirit in the room. You know. You know. Have you never gone somewhere you've been afraid before? Yeah, sometimes there's a presence in the place. In the same way, if God is there, you know. <laughs> and he's saying that when you start to do, we rather will even be for skinning. We rather will come and stay with you. We rather will come and be with you. We rather will come and dwell with you. Have you ever prayed and you feel that your prayer it hasn't <laughs> bouncing? <laughs> but when you have done what he says, sometimes you have not even finished saying what you are saying. It's done. Yeah, it's done. Because he says that as you do it, we have come. We are here. If the person is in front of you, shout and cry, you don't need to do. Shout and cry, who here? Because they are talking with you here. Hey. Hmm. Are you enjoying scripture? You see, I'm not preaching a very long time, but it's a short preaching. So, please, if your bad habit of sleep is catching you, decide that this year is not happening. Uh-huh. It's not happening. This year is not happening. And then my fan is cool. <laughs> Romans 828. <laughs> Me, I've determined this year I'm living by the scriptures. I won't live by anything. 
just a scripture. Romans 8.28 says that. And we know that all things work together for good. Normally we like to just quote that part. <laughs> all things are working together. All things are working what? For who? To them that love God. Meanwhile, he has told us the loving that you say you love, no. I will know that you love me because you do the things I've asked you to do. So if you ain't doing the things he asked you to do, don't say that you love him. Don't say it. (laughs) Yeah. He says that all things work together for good to them that love God. To them who are the called according to his purpose. All things work together for good. The good things are working for our good. The bad things are also working for our good. Ah, you are very quiet this morning. Yeah. Stop crying about the bad things. Yeah. Because if you are a lover of God, the sum total is good. Let me tell you something. How many of you have ever baked a cake before in your life? Mm, the percentage is so small, my God. So I have to give you a baking class. What goes into the cake? Flour, okay. What is sugar? What again? Eggs. Margarine. In this Ghana, they put margarine, not butter. Yeah. And most of the time, some milk. I want to ask you, the ingredients of this cake, are they nice? If I brought you the eggs, I've beaten them. Drink. 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 Just the eggs. What will you do? If I bring you just the flour with a spoon, eat. Eat. Here's the flour, here's the spoon. Eat. How many of you will be sitting down there what about the sugar crumple that is sweet how many of you can take I mean we have got about a pound a pound is what 500 grams of sugar you can eat even those who steal sugar tend to steal just one oh you don't understand what I'm saying so you can see that the ingredients of the cake they are not nice but when you take them and you begin to stir them and you begin to beat them together even before you begin to bake them cry when you taste it's like <laughs> yeah nutmeg nutmeg that you put in as a flavoring it's actually bitter if you put it on your tongue alone but when you put those drops inside the cake, all things, all things, the flour of your life, the butter of your life, the sugar of your life, the eggs of your life, the milk of your life, if you love God, when he beats it all together, you see that it's to your good. Push your neighbor and say, this year, no complaining. We are lovers of God. All things will work together for our good. Hallelujah. I remember one of our young pastors who was very devoted to his motorbike. And every day he never thought about a car. He was on the motorbike. One day he was driving up on a road 
and a car hit him one of our other pastors was in front and saw it happen and he texted me he said mommy we are in trouble the guy fell on the ground and when he fell on the ground his helmet rolled off and his head collected the blow and right there on the ground he began to have a seizure a sign of brain damage he was picked up and taken to the hospital by the grace of god as we prayed nothing happened to him but when i saw him because i was out of town when i came back i said i have a message from the lord for you that's your last motorbike from here we are going to a car he never went back to the motor i don't remember the number of months he was in his first car I'm telling you something. The devil may have meant it for evil. And you can see that the devil had planned to injure him and to maim him. But God turned it for his good. I prophesy to you this morning that that thing that looked as if it was supposed to cripple you and spoil you and just devastate you is only one of the ingredients of the cake of your life that God is mixing. You will stand there and you look at it and you say it's to my good. He has made it good. Come on, put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you in the church? Yeah. And so I'm, I'm saying all this to just say to you that your part is to concentrate on doing what God has planned for you to do. So, amen. I'm so happy when I read the scripture in 1 Corinthians 2, 9. I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. Can you not see that in your concentration of things, it will serve you better to love God? He says that if you love me, you will do. My commandments, you will do. We do other things, but this particular commandment of the Great Commission, we don't like it. This particular one. Are you in the church this morning? Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm sharing with you. It's just two points or three. Just a short something. But just to cement this covenant. Because today, this is our covenant with God. This is our covenant. Yeah. He goes on to say that when you do this, he says, Lo, Matthew 28, 20, I am with you always when you fulfill the great commission one of the things that happens is that the presence of god stays with you always the presence of god it stays with you always there are whole churches that the presence of god has departed from there are whole nations that the presence of god has departed from and he leaves because what he's asking us to do we haven't done it are you there anytime you see a church where the people are fighting themselves a lot they have stopped winning souls Hmm. Tell me online. Yeah. Yeah. When you have to go and face the devil out there, there are a lot of inquisitions you don't do. But when you sit in the church and you don't go anywhere, very soon you notice that eh, the way the brother answered me, I didn't like it. The way he has looked at my shoes, I don't like The way the sister has passed. Eh, but when you are occupied, there are many things that don't occur to you. Yeah. Have you not noticed that it's the day you are in your house doing nothing? That's when you notice that your stomach is really paining you. <laughs> when you are busy and the same stomach cry you take something and just drink it and keep going yeah but when you stop doing nothing 
That's when you really feel it. Yeah. That's when you really feel it. Are you here? How do you know the presence of God? What's the presence of anybody? There's an aura. I've explained it to you before, but let me say it again in case you were not here. Everybody has an aura. You see, as we are sitting here, if somebody comes to pass here, the person may even pass silently. But you see that all of us, our eyes will catch that movement. Yeah, that's the aura of the person. That's the aura. Have you ever been alone in your house before? Alone in your room? And then somebody, you get a feeling, somebody, somebody, that's the aura. That's the aura. So when God is with you, that aura, that presence is just there. That presence is just there. Are you here? And if you, if you, if you go to the place where somebody who prays a lot is at times. Last year I was so blessed I went to a certain lady's house in the UK. And as I got there, oh yeah, the presence. The presence. Are you there? The presence. I was trying to say something to her and the tears started falling. There was just a presence in the place. And that lady, she prays about everything, what you should be praying about it. Anything and everything she pray. Oh yeah. And as I got to know her, I went to a certain part of her, her house and I saw they had written the shack. It is where, Charlie, that's where she meets God. The whole place had a feel. Yeah. Oh yes. And I was talking to her and later, some ladies came around and then she said, we have had a prayer meeting here every week for 25 years. Mm. Are you there? 25 years. Yeah. The presence of God. Presence. Oh, you're not understanding what I'm saying this morning. And I'm saying to you that this year, as we are occupying ourselves with the Great Commission, the presence of God... When you come to church, you suddenly realize that no matter what is going on, you are aware of the presence of God. He's talking to you. He's dealing with you specially. Hallelujah. This year, don't fool in the household. Some of you who came late, we have already had our prayer meeting. Hey. Hmm. Mm. Are you in the house? So the presence of a person. Another thing that happens when a person is around, the voice of the person. Yeah. So suddenly the word speaks to you in a way. The word speaks to you. And when you stop winning souls, the presence of God just lifts. Just lifts and it goes his way. Yeah. They won't fight with you. Wow. Amos chapter 3 and verse 3. <laughs> Can two walk together except they be agreed? You see, God's mind is on how souls will be saved. And you are talking about a dress. And you are talking about a pair of shoes. I was a young lady when I stopped flowing with people who were occupied by certain things. We couldn't flow. It's not that I was being some way. We couldn't flow. I, was, I wanted to know what next God was saying or doing. And they were more interested in, hey, some fashion bidder has come and how to get the money for it. We couldn't flow. We couldn't flow. And some of us said, God can't flow with you. The Bible says that can two walk together except they be agreed. You want the presence of God to come in to stay with you. You better start flowing with him. You start talking to him about what he's concerned about. He will be with you. He'll be there. He'll be there. He'll be there. That's why it appears as though God has favorites. 
That's why it appears like that. Yeah. There are some people, you know that they pray for you, it will be done. It's not that you have favorite all. But they have agreed. So God is there. I mean, if you are with me and we are moving and we are talking, if you ask me that I want groundnuts and I have it, will we not buy it? Is it because you are my favorite? No, it's just that we were talking. But if you are standing on uh, what? A station. I'm not there. So as you are shouting, I may not even hear. Yeah. Can two walk together except they be agreed? It's not God who should agree with us. We should agree with him. Yeah, we should agree with him. Mm. Wow. Are you there? And pastor, but what would you ask? You see, if your mind is on the Great Commission, eh, you will always have a part to play in it. Yeah. Direct. Your own witnessing life. Indirect. In this church, there are some people, they never miss their contribution to healing Jesus. It's like, hey, the place that people are going, I cannot go. But I can make sure that my something also enters. Yeah. So that when they are rewarding those guys, Charlie, but it's better that you do all. Your own witnessing part is there. Yeah. And then that part is also there. Amen. Amen. Am I talking to live people in the house? Please push your neighbor and say, neighbor, are you, are you following? Are you getting it? Yeah. You see, what you need is the presence of God. That's what you need. That's what you need. Amen. Let me, let me show you some scripture. You see, th- sometimes I feel in the writing of the New Testament that it happened so fast and was written so fast that many details are not told to us. Yeah. Apart from things that were going on direct, direct in a certain way in the church, there are many details we don't have. But in the Old Testament, we have them. You see, it's in the Old Testament they take the time to tell you the character of somebody. Are you getting me? They'll tell you, uh-huh. You see. Now, the Bible says of Joseph in Genesis 39 that God was with him. That's the presence of God. God was with him. So we see that even when he was in a difficulty, he prospered. Because one would have expected that if you're a slave, who talks about a slave prosper? Please ask your neighbor, which slave ever prospers? Have you heard some before? That guy, you are a slave. Even the man who bought him realized that, ah, this guy, something. Yeah. And when he even became a prisoner, same thing. Why? God was with him. Amen. God was with him. Hallelujah. Why? Because of the presence. Another person (laughs) was Jacob. Yeah. Let's go to Genesis 30 and verse 27. There's an interesting scripture there. Laban, his uncle, he had worked for his uncle, and then one day he came and said, I want to go. The uncle said, I beg you. (laughs) If I found favor in your sight, tarry. In other words, stay. Don't go. For I have learned by experience that the Lord has blessed me for your sake because of you. Are you there? Joseph had the presence of God with him. And Laban, an, an unbeliever, the man was an idol worshiper. But he was able to recognize that some blessings were coming to him because Joseph was staying with him. This year, you won't lose your job because your boss will say that I have learned by experience that God has blessed me because of you. So don't go. Stay. 
stay. It was after this that he never now asked him, call your price. What do you want me to pay you? Call your price. Somebody, they will ask you this year, call your price. Call your price. Yeah. But it's not because you are a special something. No, it's because the presence of God is with you. Have you not noticed some people, it's as if everything they touch, the thing works. Yeah, some of them, is because of that presence. That presence. Hallelujah. And so this year, as we fulfill the great commission, the presence of God will come to be with us. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. And so I want you, as I'm closing, I want you to wean yourself off from the desire for only a certain kind of message. Some of us only have patience for another gospel. <laughs> another gospel. Another gospel. That I see you receiving gospel. The happiness always, regardless of how you behave, gospel. The gospel of you don't have to do anything. Just plant a seed and God, as you have paid him, he will give it back to you. That's another gospel. And actually, that gospel, Paul laid down a curse. Hmm. <laughs> Let's go to Galatians. Chapter 1. Hmm. Look at what he said. From verse 6. I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. Which is not another. In other words, there isn't really another. Are you there? But there are some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached to you, let him be accursed. As we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that which you have received, let him be and this case is at work in the house, in the churches. It's at work. Yeah. You see, some of you, when they say case, you are only thinking about bloated stomach lying in hospital dying. It's not the only thing, you know. One of the main ways to spot a case is unending frustration. Yeah, that's a case. And ending frustration that doesn't end. They are very quiet this morning, but in Yeshi, you find they say you have a in Yeah, a curse, frustration, sickness that doesn't end. Yeah, if it's not this one, it's this one. If it's not this one, it's this one. They are all signs. They are signs of something working. Are you there? Yeah. <laughs> I need to explain it to you because some of you don't understand. Hmm? Luck in the middle of plenty. Unhappiness. You're unhappy about what? Cry. You can't say. You're just unhappy about being unhappy. Yeah. They're all signs. And the church has walked into that through the preaching of another gospel. Yeah. That's why I gave you examples of the other gospel. And some of you have chased that. So you will only go to a prayer meeting that has a, I see you receiving. You only go to something. You chase after the other gospel. This year, don't chase after the other gospel. Chase after the Great Commission. I said chase after the Great Commission. 
chase after the great commission hey are they going on soul winning i'm going some and pastor i don't know what to say it doesn't matter at all because whenever i go alone if wait 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 if a mosquito sits on the back of an elephant and the elephant walks to town has the mosquito also not gone to town I said, if a mouse was sitting on the back of an elephant and the elephant went to town, has the mouse not also gone to town? It's Reynard Bonke who told the story of a mouse who wanted to cross a bridge. When they looked, the bridge was long and an elephant was crossing and the mouse was able to go and sit on the back of the elephant. And the elephant crossed the bridge. And as it was crossing, the bridge was swaying. It didn't break. It was just swaying. When they got to the other side, the mouse went to boast to its friend. Me and the elephant, you should see how we swayed the bridge. m and So no matter your state, you can take part. I say you can take part. This year, uh, this year we are coming to do great commission all you have to do if you are not the elephant decide that me i'm the mouse <laughs> i will sit on the back as they are preaching didn't all of us go didn't all of us stand there were we all not there if i was the one even counting the people who have given their lives to god was i also not there hey, come on come on yeah We'll do what we can do. Everybody will be part. Hallelujah. Whether you are just somebody who tightens the screws of the stage, you are part. You are part. Don't make the mistake that it's only the person preaching. You are part. Maybe you are the one who pushed the wheelbarrow with the. Uh, they need. They said they needed some blocks. The thing is, uh, were you part or you were not part? If Jesus was to come there, he said this crusade. Where you part? Will you be inside or you won't be inside? If they say they are going to give out flyers and you hold flyer and you hold one flyer and you give, have you not given out a flyer? So if somebody else has given 50 flyers and you, you are giving two, when they call for people who give flyers, will you go or you will not go? Ah! So ask your neighbor, why are you saying you can't do some? Tell your neighbor, I will do, look, I will do some. Hey! I will do some. Tell your neighbor on the other side. I will do some. I will be inside. Don't let it pass you by. We are about to do so many great commission things. Winning souls. When you hear, chalk yourself somewhere. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying? I said when you hear, do what? Chalk yourself somewhere. You see, before you are aware, you begin to love it. Yeah, you begin to love it. You begin to love it. And the boldness will begin to come. Hallelujah. Do you believe it this morning? You want to stand to your feet. This morning I just want you to pray for yourself. I want you to pray for yourself that this year. You will have a part of the great commission. And you will do your part. You will do your part. You will do your part. God has never sacked somebody. Because the person cannot do something. No, 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 no. I will do my part.
I will do my part. Talk to God about it this morning. Talk to God this morning. Talk to the Lord this morning. This afternoon, I want us to enter into a covenant with the Lord. Hallelujah. A covenant is an agreement. A covenant is an agreement. If you don't agree, don't say something. But if you are here this morning and you are saying that I'm willing to try, I'm willing to do my best, I'm willing to do my part, then I want you to join me. I'm going to say it and you repeat the covenant after me. Are we agreed? You want to say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Because of your word, because of your word that says, that says all power, all power is given to you, is given to you in heaven, in heaven and in earth. Because of your way, because of your word, we shall go. 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 We will go where you send us. We will go where you send us. We will teach all nations. We will teach all nations. We'll baptize them, Lord. In the name of the Father. In the name of the Father. In the name of the Son. In the name of the Holy Ghost. We will teach them. We will teach them to observe. All the things that you have commanded us. That you have commanded us. And Lord, when we do so, when we do so, we accept your presence. We accept your presence. We receive your presence. We receive your presence. Which you promised us. Which you promised us. That you will be with us. That will be with us. Even to the end of the world. Even to the end of the world. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For this covenant. Just this pray covenant. this morning and just say, Lord, that my agreement with you, our agreement with the Great Commission, that all our
in the mighty name of Jesus. And all the saints shall say, Amen. Amen. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed. You are here this morning maybe because somebody invited you. But you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus. You need him and he'll be so glad to have you as one of his own. If you are here this morning and you have not received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And you are not sure that your name is written in the book of life. Lift up your right hand together let to, with me and just let us pray together. Don't leave this place without receiving Jesus. Lift up your right hand and we will pray. You are here. You are not sure of yourself. God bless you for your hands. God bless you. Now if your hand is up, I want you to do one more thing. Let an usher or a friend just guide you and you come to me. I want to pray with you. You lifted your hand. Come to me. I want to lead you to pray. You're going to pray this prayer with me. Just come. God bless you as you come. God bless you. God bless you. You are not sure. You are not sure. Don't leave without being sure. Come. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Step out of where you are and come. Just come. Just come. Just come. God bless you. There's rejoicing in heaven this covenant Sunday because of you. There's rejoicing. God bless you. Hallelujah. As I pray, I want you to say this prayer after me. You want to say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I come to you today. I come to you today. As a sinner. As a sinner. Please wash me. Please wash me. In the blood of Jesus. In the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me. Cleanse me. From my sins. From my sins. Please write my name. Please write in the book of life. In the book of life. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. From today. From today. You are my master. You are my master. And you are my savior. And you are my I savior. I thank you. I thank you for saving me. Saving me. I thank you. I thank you. That my name. That my name is written. It's written in the book of life. In the book of life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' Father, name. Father, I thank you for these ones who've come to give them, give their lives to you. Watch over them and bless them. Keep them this covenant Sunday, O oh God, and let it be well with them. In Jesus' name. Amen. With all of me, I wanna praise you. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on Facebook, Dr. Joy Felipe Bruce, and on Instagram and Twitter at FLIDSA. God richly bless you.